How are you guys doing? Today's episode is sponsored by Established Titles. So big, big news is coming out of Ukraine today with Russia deciding, yes, the Russians deciding it's time to leave Kyrgyzstan. They decide it's going to. They're just, they're out. They're done. The better way to put this, uh, I guess, is actually they're not leaving Kyrgyzstan. Uh, for goodwill gestures, but they're, they're rather leaving because they're being kicked out by the Ukrainians that have been applying pressure for months. I think putting it like that and is a bit better than just saying they're leaving because that's, that's doing a little bit of disrespect for the fallen Ukrainians who have actually given their lives for this fight. So the best way to put it, they're not leaving. They're being kicked out. They got their teeth kicked in. They got enough pressure applied to them where they had to physically leave. So uh, I almost forgot real quick. I, I got to give a quick shout out to my handful of VIP Patreon supporters. Art Farsia. Yes, Art Farsia. <laughs> I don't know if that's your real name. It made me laugh. The Art Farsia. Uh, Andrew Wood, Bradley Vaders, Ornament875, Pat Larson, Rebecca Norton, and Semperfy MF. Yes. So thank you to each and every one of y'all who became a VIP member over on my Patreon. I sincerely do appreciate the support. It really really does help. Now, the Russian defense minister has announced the withdrawal of all troops that are on the west of the Dnipro River. So we've been talking about this for, for, for quite a long time now. Like, quite a long time. So clearly this was about as scripted as it gets. Uh, so you guys can actually see how serious they are. I just want you guys to, to, to know. This is really serious. This is a very serious matter. It's almost like watching one of those uh, those like those soap opera things that come on at like noon. That's literally what it looked like. They, they also had to throw in there that they're going to allow all the civilians to leave and to help them with their need be and whatnot. Uh, it's somewhat ironic after all the destruction that they've done to the civilian infrastructure throughout all of Ukraine. They're like, you know what, go ahead. We're going to help the civilians out. Make sure you help them as they're moving. Yeah, we get it. You're just trying to play it up. This is a dog and pony show, and it's it just needs to be seen by the civilian population. That's it. Now, now the crazy part is, that, that all that's all Russians on the western side of this river. There's there's roughly 40,000 of them. You know what? We're going to go ahead and kick this on real quick. We're quick in the video. We're, we're at the beginning. I'm going to show you guys some mapping. All right, this is down inside of Kyrgyzstan. I usually don't bring up maps this early in a video. This is the one I created. You guys know this if you guys have been on this channel for a while. Now, there's 40,000 men. So here is that river. So there's 40,000 men roughly here. They all need to move south. south. Like, this is going to become a mess because who wants to be the last unit sitting on the opposite side of this river holding this ground when the higher-ups is deemed it as not being worthy of holding? Like, that's crazy. I'm going to go ahead and clean this up. So you have 40,000 men sitting up there, okay? They have how many different areas to move through? They got one here, which we know this one's completely jacked up. They got one here, which we know that one's all jacked up. And they have some pontoon ferries that are trying to run across. So you have 40,000 men stuck inside of this one area right now. Just that one little area. And the new defensive line they're wanting to set up is what? All along here. This is pretty much it. So we're going to bring these men across there. You know what? We're going to pause on the mapping because we're going to talk about this here later on like we always do. I need to keep this thing nice and orderly, okay? Now, the terrible position is going to be, it's going to be, just imagine the panic, though. That's going to be on the opposite side of that, 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 that river. It's going to be insane, okay? Now, we thought that we saw a lot of left-behind vehicles on the outskirts of Izium. Like, just imagine... Like, they didn't make that public either. Like, now they know it's public. Like, the whole world knows, hey, look, they're leaving. We're leaving. Or, you know, another way to look at it uh, is maybe the Ukrainians don't want to push too hard. Maybe because they don't want to risk losing men knowing that they're going to be getting these, this, this chunk of dirt back and they're going to get it without a fight. Uh, we're going to talk about Kirsten here later on, like I said, uh, discuss mapping and so on. So we'll just, just quick pause on that. Now, y'all remember that, that really cringe poem? I think it was probably about two weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I can't, I can't remember. I'm sorry. It's, it's somewhere within that time frame. 
is when they started the referendums after that, they were like, oh, we're going to take back everything. They talked about, oh, they're going to make it all the way to Australia, right? Dallas, Vizu, and Texas. How pleasant here in Russia to drink a delicious Russian class. Над Сиднеем солнце всходит, утконосца пить пруду. So that same guy, he is the one, the head puppet that they, they, they put down inside of Kirsten. He has just been killed in a car accident. That's what they claim. Killed from a car accident. I think this car may have been thrown from like a, a high level building, like out the window or something like that. Don't really think it's uh, a car. Anyway, that's pretty much that. So the guy's, he's not with us anymore. The, the creator of this poem that they're going to be going all the way to Australia to get back the Wallabies, for God's sakes, he's not here. So established titles is a fun and a novel way to preserve natural woodlands of Scotland with helping the global reforestation efforts. Now, it is a project that is based on a historic Scottish custom where landowners are referred to as lairds, lords, and ladies in English. These title packs give you at least one square foot of dedicated land with a unique plot number on a private estate inside of Edelston, Scotland, and an official security with a crest. You guys see this right here? Yes. I am a landowner in Scotland. I am Lord Robert Turkla. So they plant a tree with every single order and work with global charities, one tree planted and trees for the future to support global reforestation efforts. Now you can officially include the title Lord or lady on your credit card, plane tickets, dating profiles. Yes. For you who are struggling, you can use this. You can be Lord, whatever you'd like. It makes a great last minute gift as well. We got Christmas coming up. This could be an awesome gift. I would love to say I'm a landowner. If you, if you know someone that, that, that thinks like me, they want to be a landowner, they want to be called Lord whatever or Lady whatever, the first 200 people purchasing a title pack using my link will effectively be next to my plot within a few minutes walking distance. Depending on how many of you guys want to become a Lord or a Lady, we can literally build a Speak the Truth nation right there, a kingdom. And, well, you, you, we can build something pretty cool. And you can be next to me. So, Established Titles is running a massive early Black Friday sale right now. Plus, if you guys use the code TRUTH, that is TRUTH, yes, T-R-U-T-H, you get an additional 10% off. So, go to EstablishedTitles.com forward slash TRUTH to get your gifts now and help support this channel. Yes, the one you guys watch so regularly. Yes, that is right. Go to EstablishedTitles.com forward slash TRUTH to get your gift and save 10%. This right here. I'm a landowner. My name is Lord Robert Turklet. It says it right there. You can become a Lord yourself. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, make sure you go check him out. The link at the very top of the description. Thank you so much to Established Shadows for sponsoring this episode. Now, another shocking video is now circulating from a group of Russian wives who, well, their, their husbands have been called up and sent off. It's just more visual confirmation on how bad it's really getting for these guys who are being forced into this fight. And you know what's really sad, honestly, and I feel bad for these type of people inside of Russia. They, they don't want anything to do with the war. Like they, they really don't. They just want their guys home, their men home. I can understand when they're asking them for more equipment. Because if you're going to be forced, like if you're going to be forced to do something, you may as well give them proper tools to defend themselves. Like if you're going to force these mobilized men into Ukraine at least give them the proper equipment to do so. This is probably one of the more weird ones, by the way, I have ever shared with you guys, like ever. And it's really strange, but here it is. So I don't know if this is a original thing. I don't know if this is a, a, a joke or not. I don't think it's a joke, but I don't know. 
I don't know what. Anyway, when I, when I was in Afghanistan, they they would they, the group of men they they would use literally they would use men for pleasure. In certain instances, they they use boys as well. It's I know it's just, this is I'm not even kidding. We would find like open condom wrappers inside of our tent in our, not my tent, excuse me, our camp. We find them inside of our tent. That'd be a terrible thing. <laughs> We'd find them inside the camp though, and there's only men inside this camp, so. It was really, it was always around their stuff. It was really weird. It's super weird. It's not entirely too shocking. Yeah, we're seeing this within the ranks. I don't know. If you guys have been overseas and you guys are listening to this, this is not, it's weird. It, it is what it is. So I'm, I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown of the previous, uh, the previous six minutes and 43 seconds before this clip I'm about to show you guys. So the main guy from Russian State TV. We're always seeing him. He's either really mad, really sad. He hates his life. I don't know. Sometimes he's usually like eating a mic. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you guys right now. When you guys watch, you're going to see a lot of stuff from him. He's always sitting at his desk or whatever. He's like talking. He's like, he's always doing this with the mic and moving around. He's like basically just deep throating the dang thing. Now, the, the funny thing about it is, is the stuff that he's always using is actually all American made. Like the stuff he has, he has the same thing that I, I have right here. These are American. Everything's American. This is American made. Like, this is the only company that makes this. <laughs> it's somewhat ironic. I, I don't think people even realize that. I always think it's funny when I see it. But anyway, he's saying that uh, that they're inside of Ukraine. They're not fighting Ukrainians anymore. I don't know. He, he just He's saying they're at war with NATO. Same kind of thing we see over and over again. He gives more of a, a pick-me-up speech. I guess you're saying. He tries to persuade these young adults that they need to have, like, this duty for their country, for the mother Russia, and they need to go find this war. So, yes, that pretty much is going to sum up the entire seven minutes before this clip. Либо не будет той жизни, либо не будет нас. Победим ли мы? А зачем такой мир, в котором нет России? Ow, I guess this must have been a crowd filled with what we'd call JROTC members, like something from high school, or I don't, you know what I mean. So that he's talking about like random biblical references the entire time, but it, it, it just ends up with nuclear talk as we always, always hear. Now, now, the worrisome thing here is, we've always been saying this for months and months and months now. Like what is Putin going to do once his back is out of the corner? Is he going to have any any other option but to smash that big hey, red button, that big doink? That, is he going to do it? Like losing Kyrgyzstan is a big deal for them, and God's sakes, like they just held an official like referendum claiming that this is their territory. And they just lost it two weeks later, three weeks later. Like, this is the second major area they've lost in a month. And it's just, it makes them look extremely weak and incompetent. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, I, th- I think we see Russians stall out for as long as they possibly can to build up their forces. And I think we're going to see them create such a separation, like, a, like between them and the Ukrainians by, by giving themselves a natural barrier, that river. It's a natural barrier. It's going to give them, it's going to be very difficult for the Ukrainians to, to go across it. You know what I mean? It really will to mount any major offensive. They're going to be able to do like probing attacks, send in like recon units behind, come in kind of like just, that's going to happen. But a waterway is, it's much more difficult to cross than, than Hills. Let's just be honest. It really is. So I think the Russians are going to get more men in this area. They're going to consolidate their forces along this main line. I think that can happen. More equipment's going to come in there, but they're also going to allow the Ukrainians to build up a massive fortified area on the opposite side, making it difficult to get through, like extremely difficult to get through. It was tough for them to get through it the first time. Remember when they pushed through Kyrgyzstan and they tried to get to make alive and what happened? Nothing, not a single thing. They pushed all the way around it and then they got their absolute teeth kicked in for like a week and it just got pushed all the way back. And then that line really never changed, right? 
So if they end up taking back Kyrgyzstan um, entirely, that is the Ukrainians, they're going to have control of the other side of the bridge, which is not going to allow the Russians to come through, clearly. Now, I do recall the Russians claiming that they would be utilizing these men who are being pulled back for their operations elsewhere, which I guess I could see, to a certain extent, for them attempting to push like north out of Pavlika, um, because the fighting is still pretty heavy there, and they've sustained some pretty heavy casualties. Like, what if this entirely isn't true as well? The head of the Ukrainian Operational Command in the South stated that the Russian statements are just a show. And this could actually be like a PSYOP attempt to draw them in. And they claim this due to the amount of fortifications and the Russians have set up inside the city itself that they're prepared to hold the city at all costs. I have a hard time personally believing this, but I'm also not on the ground side of Ukraine. I'm not. Okay. But I'm sitting here in my chair. We've been doing this for the last eight or nine months. Almost every single day I live every single day. This is literally all I do. So the Russians, they've also destroyed six different bridges uh, today over the last 12 hours, I'm going to say. It wasn't like today, our time, but over the night going into the day, they destroyed six, which is a good indication that they're really wanting to leave this area, which we've seen them do up in the north like multiple times. Remember Izium? God dang, they were just blowing them up as they just kept going. I think it's also extremely funny to watch these Russian bloggers. Now, these pro-Russian bloggers, these, blah, blah, these, these accounts, these bloggers, these accounts, they try to justify what is going on. There's one, and I'm going to read this thing verbatim. Okay, this is verbatim coming from them. It's going to make some of you guys smile. So, verbatim, quote, This thing was a plan that was hidden so well for such a long time proves perfectly that there is no information leaks from the Russian headquarters, which is great. What in the world is this person? Like, what? I, I'm sitting here in the United States literally telling hundreds of thousands of people almost daily that the Russians would be pulling out of Kirsten because they could not sustain it. Literally. I, Charles, how long have I been saying this? In months, right? Months. I, I'm a normal guy. I'm a random guy. Since they talk, I've been, they, they, I've been saying this. Like, there's, imagine what the people, like the real intelligence agencies, <laughs> would like, imagine what they're doing with the knowledge they have. Like, they would have known this stuff's happened for months. Like, there, you don't need to have an information leak to know how stupid your military commanders really are and how incompetent they are. I am a random guy sitting here in my office telling you guys, for, for months, they're going to leave Kirsten. Kirsten's going to fall. How many times have I said this? They're going to be phase lines. They're going to go through. The bridge thing, I didn't think about that. Dang it, I messed up. But they're blowing up the bridges. Shocker. So I know I, I also said there wasn't going to be uh, much going on in Kirsten itself. Uh, well, I said that at the very beginning of the episode, but as we went through this and I was actually making it, the Ukrainians did actually start an offensive push overnight in Mylov and Snurovika. I'm sure I jacked that name up, but it's fine. We're going to kick the mapping back on here. So we have My Love, which is up here in this area. Now we have Snirovika as well. So they are pushing down. I know there's another element that's also pushing from the far western side as we are making this video. There's also two pontoon bridges that were destroyed just south of Snirovika. Uh, they were destroyed overnight as well. And they're roughly right here on that main, I guess you'd say, river that is flowing south. Now the next 24 hours are going to be extremely critical for the Russians. I'm going to say next 48 hours. We'll give them 48 hours. Hell, we'll give them 72 you get 72 hours, all right? The Russians, because, yeah, think about it. The, the, the more it seems like the Ukrainians aren't going to be letting up at all as they retreat. I know I said this. There was a chance maybe at the beginning that we're going to hold off. I don't think it's going to be the case. I think they're going to be pushing them, hitting them as they go, right at the, the, just nipping at their heels. Like a little tiny dog as you're trying to like, you know what I mean? You're trying to run. It's biting you. Like, we're trying to expo from this area. I think it's going to happen. So, 
this is pretty much it. This whole area is the ones that the Russians are going to set up their heavily fortified areas and try to hold. That's pretty much that. I think the Ukrainians, though, if we were to slide on over here, I think this area is is pretty... This, this is going to be the one we might see some action. I think we could start seeing a bunch of stuff coming out of Zaporizhia. We know that they're trying. The Russians are trying to push through here. Not panning out too well. I also think they might be doing that because they want to get farther away from the Kerch Bridge. I don't, I don't think they want that to happen again. So I think they're trying to expand this area. Because remember, I did talk about this. I remember talking about this. This area right here is within range. Right through here. All this area is within range to hit all the way down through here. That looks like some saggy... Well, you know where I was going with that. All right, well, hope you guys did enjoy this video. I will catch you guys tomorrow with another episode on that. I love you guys. I am out.